Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. I hope, I hope and pray this broadcast finds you all well and, and in the arms of uh, your Lord and Savior serving, that your family's doing well, that, uh, that may God bless you in 2023 like he never has, and that you'd be serving. It's just great to be with you. And uh, with me, as always, my friend Kevin. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning. A sunny good morning from Tucson, Arizona. Yeah, you know, it's been rainy here. I, I looked at the computer a little while ago at the local news, and it seems like we were almost, we got four inches of rain in three hours last night. It seems like we're almost at the point of flooding, but it's now going down. So that was good. So we have this little river that comes through our fair city called Reedy River, of all things. There's a couple other little rivers around here as well, but Reedy River has some falls in downtown Greenville. You may have seen those before. And boy, that water was just screaming today. All dirty, uh, about four feet above its normal level, just heading on down. And they told us we had two more feet to go before things went crazy, so we're thankful for that. Um, and we're hoping that the weather is good. So as we record this, uh, uh, my wife Debbie and I are going to meet up with Kevin, with uh, the chairman of our board of trustees with Wounded Spirits out in Denver, going to be worried about Fort Carson, um, going to be out there at the Air Force Academy. I guess it's Peterson Air Force Base. We're going to be doing what we can to reach our military men and women with the gospel of Christ and those people locally who are suffering from PTSD. And I'm excited about that. Kevin, are you looking forward to it? Oh, you know it. That's a uh, that's an amazing place there at the at the uh, bottom of the range, right? The, uh, yeah. the beginning of those, you know, Pikes Peak is there, and um, yeah, all those things. Garden of the about. Gods, yeah, yeah. And I always say, yeah. I, I didn't want to say guards. I want to say gods. And uh, small g <laughs> small o d e s, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the garden of the gods. It has nothing to do with our God or our Lord and Savior, but it sure, well, has everything to do with him. He created everything in six days, and uh, so we're thankful for that. So as we move along now, a couple of you have said uh, lots to us over the last couple of weeks. One of the things you mentioned is you love the humor. You love that we share the story. It was good to hear with you. Somebody wrote me and asked me, they said, Brother Doug, what would you recommend as a non-Christian book for help with PTSD? Something that would be more or less uh, the academics, the doctors and things like that, uh, that families could use, that people could understand what folks are going through PTSD. And I, I do have a favorite secular book, uh, especially for family members. It's entitled When Someone You Love Suffers from post-traumatic stress, what to expect and what you can do. Now, this is from a secular perspective, and it's written by Claudia Zayfert, Z-A-Y-F-E-R-T, and Jason C. Daviva, Daviva, PhD. And I, I think they do a really good job talking about symptoms and talking about those secular things that, that are out there that they're part of. And uh, so I do recommend that book. So people ask me all the time, well, if you were to recommend a secular book, that's the one I recommend. And then the word of the day. And uh, I really wanted to talk about a word because I hear from a lot of you saying, 
you know, Doug, it's the memories that get me. It's the memory. And uh, for instance, just a short while ago, I was working on the new book, Wounded. And every time I go in there, there's about 10 more pages that get added. And But as I was looking at it, I'm always moved by some of the data and some of the research I do. And I was reading about this young man. Well, we'll call him Tom for the book. I have his permission to use his quote, but he doesn't want me to use his name. And Tom was talking about how his life completely changed in a moment. He had been, you know, he had went through the trauma, the battle, all those things, and years had went by, and out of nowhere, he went from having a normal, joyful, wonderful, uh, jovial, uh, you name it, kind of life, and all of a sudden, he's, he's depressed, he's going through everything, he's in the midst of the symptoms of PTSD and, and everything that comes along with that. And, and folks, you know, it's these memories, it's these things that come back to us. And, and PTSD is a journey. God can heal us right now and he will. And he healed me, but it's still a journey. Sometimes as I deal with memories and things of that nature, I explained to a lady one time who was real rough with her husband. She was always telling him off and stuff. And she said, you know, when God says it's done, it's done. We're over it. And I said, yeah, but God gives us some things to remember to keep us humble. He gives us some trials to lean on so that we can bring them back forward in our minds and help other people. And uh, he allows it to be a journey. And it's a journey of grace and of wonderfulness. And I love the Bible in Philippians 3.13 where the Apostle Paul, who's in jail, and uh, who's in prison, who's in stocks and bonds, who's, who's there. He says, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth which to those things are before. And, and so a lot of people say, well, you know, what do you mean by that, brother Doug? And, and is he saying he completely forgets them? He's saying he's looking in my mind, he's reaching forth to those things that are before him. We're not getting rid of these things that make us have weakness. We're, we're grabbing a hold of them and we're allowing God's strength to come through them. And so he says, I, you know, I'm not going to be apprehended by this. This is not going to be my life. My life is today. My life is tomorrow. My life is serving God. And I think when we look at memories, sometimes when they come back to me and I'm dealing with some issues and some of those things that cause PTSD, I just start quoting Bible verses. And, uh, and, and some of the things in my life that have come out of that are sinful, my sin, someone else's sin. If it's mine, I'm quick to confess my sin. And, you know, he's faithful is what the Bible tells us in first John to, to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from our unrighteousness. And sometimes it's other folks sin and I have to forgive them because I've found Kevin that no one's going to come knock on my door and say, brother Doug, will you forgive me? It hasn't happened yet. But I do know this, I have a responsibility to God. And I, I think, Kevin, the most important thing when we look at memories, the most important thing when these things are crossing our mind is remember the God we serve. Remember what our trial does for us. It brings us closer to God. It helps bring other people closer to God. And remember that the devil wants to bog us down. He looks at us as an army of one for God, and he wants to stop our army from being successful. What are you thinking, Kevin? Yeah, psychologists, uh, of which I am not one at all. I mean, I've had several semesters of psychology, both secular and uh, in in Bible college, but they tell us that memories are largely, you know, imprints in the uh, in the brain, and um, you know, there's these synapses and the tracks that the synapses follow and and whatnot. It's just you know, it's not unlike a silicon memory chip that holds, you know, all the zeros and ones of a 
binary code in a, um, you know, in its little, you know, in, in physically in the in that material in in the in the matter of the silicon, it, you know, the atoms are are flipped one or a zero. So our our brains, much more complex, created by God, have this have this uh, you know imprint on them. But you know, as as you're talking, I'm just kind of thinking that the struggles that I have and the people that I talk to, you know, you can kind of break it down between voluntary and involuntary remembering. Um, memory, you know, I think that when, when we're traumatized, when something takes place to us, or we witness something, you know, the, there's this involuntary, you cannot, you cannot erase it. It's not like you can say, well, I'm just going to forget it. Um, and that takes time. And that takes, that's where God kicks in. Like you were saying, it just kind of overwrites the imprint um, with other things, with better things. That's why it's important not to quit, not to quit on God, because it's going to take time for the involuntary memories to be, you know, overwritten, so to speak. And then um, it also comes to the point, and you mentioned the verse in Philippians that says, you know, forgetting which, the things which are behind. And I would call that a voluntary thing, a choice. After a while, we say, you know what? God's been at work. God's given me grace. He's initiated a, a, a forgetfulness in, in my life. Time's healing the wound. And I, people can wrongly decide, I don't want to forget that. I'm going to relive that. I'm not going to move on. I'm going to, I'm going to stand facing backward when God says, no, the, the point has come where we need to stand facing forward, looking at the things which are behind. There are goals, there are duties out there ahead. And, and so, brother, I'm just kind of thinking that, uh, you know, a lot of our struggles are going to be in the beginning, letting God erase, write over, reformat. And then after a while to make the decision, if there's someone listening here today, that time is healing their wounds, but yet they're struggling with anything from bitterness to fear to say, you know what, like you said, God's big. He has got this and I can trust him and make the decision to forget. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. You know, and again, I know I've said this a hundred times is what you plug into is where your energy comes from. And the devil wants your energy to be all about failure. Your devil wants all the energy to be all about the hurts and the traumas and these terrible things in many cases, or in most cases, I've found people who suffer from PTSD, they're not at fault for the trauma that triggers them and sends them into a PTSD crazy mode. Uh, but I do know this. I do know exactly what Kevin said, that God is quick. You know, the word of God is quick and powerful. I think the Bible says and sharper than a two edged sword, P, uh, uh, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit and the joints of marrow. And is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. God is that big. And, uh, and one of Amen. the, and you know, one of the things we have to to do is be in the word of God. And I think Kevin put this really well. We have to make a decision to rewrite the disc. And uh, once we do that, once we make a decision, it's time to rewrite the disc. Boy, God honors that. He's a graceful, wonderful God, and I'm so glad we get to serve him. So folks, what do we do with that? Well, we give it to God. We move forward. We look at today and tomorrow. We make a job list and we move out smartly. 
Hey, folks, listen, we'll be right back with you. We're going to go ahead and let the radio stations do what they have to do. Hang with us. Is that cool or what? So we find ourselves moving along. We're in the 30th proverb. I can't believe how quickly Proverbs has been cruising along. But we're in the 30th proverb. We're in the 10th verse. And uh, as we move forward, I am just so, I think it's so cool uh, that God is allowing us to continue our study through Proverbs, continue our study to continue our learning. Uh, it seems like God has been sitting right next to us the whole way. And uh, I'm thankful for that. And as we wrap this up, remember, we're going to be going into uh, looking at narcissism and different things and how people have hurt us and what we can do and how we should act and how we should be and how we should deal with people. Because knowing the Lord and knowing the things we do and knowing hurt people, we should be a different person person with all this. And it tells us in verse number 10 of the 30th proverb, it says, accuse not a servant unto his master, lest he curse thee and thou be found guilty. And, and, and so the word of God, I think is talking to us today. It's saying, listen, don't go out of your way to go out to a master or a boss or something like that and slander somebody. Those things don't turn out well. And uh, a lot of times in the Bible saying it, it'll turn around lest he curse thee and thou be found guilty. So we go and slander somebody and say, hey, this guy is a knucklehead. This girl is a knucklehead, blah, blah, blah. It's facts. In the army, we used to use the term facts only, my friend. Give me facts. Don't give me slander. I don't want to hear it. What are you thinking, Kevin, there in verse number 10? Yeah, I love this. Accuse not a servant to his master. The, the verse that the New Testament companion verses, who art thou that judgest another man's servant to his own master? He standeth or followeth. Yea, he shall be holding up for God is able to make him stand. So, um, yeah, you know, um, if God's servants are all just servants and God is God and he's the master, who are we to go to another one of God's servants, and I get it, not everyone that calls themselves God's servant is God's servant, but, you know, the Bible doesn't address a whole lot of making that judgment call. I would rather err on the side of, you know what, um, you call yourself a servant of God, I'm going to leave you to God, and I've told people before, you know what, I've given you to God, you know, someone that was messing with me, I've given you to God, and and that's the best you can do, and if someone's accusing you and they claim to be a servant of God, and they are messing with you, messing with your peace. Uh, I think the psalmist, uh, I think that's why the psalmist said, return unto thy rest, O my soul. You know, sometimes we get disquieted from our rest because some other servant of God or someone that's hoping this, you know, helping God along by saying, God, your servant is messing up over here and, and going, I'm going to go to him and fix him. Um, when you're under the microscope of someone else, just remember that God is your master. And, uh, and, and it says he, he, the master, if someone accuses you, uh, lest he, God curse thee, you know, lest the guy up the chain says, shut up. He's my servant. I'll handle him. Don't you think I know about that? Um, you know, and they'll be found guilty. So and I'm the illustration of that is I arrived in Tucson. Uh, two days ago, 
the home of David Smothin Air Force Base. And Doug, I'm loving seeing the A-10s fly around and the yeah. fighter jets. and Sound of and, freedom. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I thought today. That's exactly what I thought as those warthogs were screaming by. But, uh, you know, so I arrived here and I'm looking out the windshield of my motorhome and I'm seeing the pastor walk by. And uh, people down, you know, he's he's got the oversight of this place and it's a large, pretty large church. So someone down the chain from him was tasked with meeting me when I pulled in two days ago and directing my motorhome, getting me all hooked up and so forth. But if I had gone to the pastor just now, if I had stepped outside of my rig and said, hey, preacher, this guy here, you know, uh, you know, he really bugs me. And I'm talking about the, the, the staff member who who got me hooked up. He would no doubt, you know, say, what are you talking about, man? I've, I've got a relationship with him. You don't, and you sure don't have a relationship with me. And, uh, so they, you know, to, generally the guy at the top of the chain can resolve things. So if I am being accused, brother, if you're being accused, if someone listening here is being accused, uh, you know, the, the first line of defense really is to say, you know what, let me talk to my master about that. <laughs> uh, you say I'm wrong in this area. Let me talk to, let me, I'll have to pray about that. There's one guy told me, I think you ought to do your ministry this way. I said, you know what? I have prayed about that, but I will visit that again in prayer. And I did. And you know what? God's answer was the same. Don't do it the way he said, do it the way I'm doing it now. So yeah, there's just a wonderful liberating principle here. Yeah. And, and you know, it swings both ways is the great news folks. As I was listening to, uh, Kevin talk there and you know, it's having a good conscience as well. I remember that verse in first Peter, mm when other people are accusing us or speaking about us or slandering us and first Peter three sixteen says, having a good conscience that witness, they speak evil of you as of evildoers. They may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good conversation in Christ. So this is a tough thing. So let me put this together. I know this one verse sparked a lot of conversation here in, in today's broadcast, but I think it's important here to understand that a lot of people are falsely accused. If that's happening to you, let me tell you a couple things. Number one, you serve a great God. And when people serve a great God and they're right with God, they take these people who aren't right with God and the devil's inside them and they wind them all up. That's, I will tell you that right now. The, the closer yeah. I get to God, the more people try to hurt me, to slander me, to, uh, you know, take anything of good and of value from me and, and try to ruin that through words or something to that nature. And I think, I think God's word is clear. Just have a good conscience, just be serving God. And if people are talking beside you or aside you or behind your back or whatever the case may be, just smile and know that you serve the greatest God of all gods. There's no bigger God. There's no greater God. There's no more wonderful God. And when those accusations come and when people are going after God's servant and when you wind up the demons in them, you just keep on serving God. It's like heaping coals on the head, right, Kevin? I mean, it's like people can't take that uh, when people just continue to serve God, even in the midst of being slandered, even when, you know, people will bring up, there'll be or some kind of a ruse against you or something like that. You know what I do? I'm just going to keep on serving God. So it, it, whether it's early in the morning, late at night, whether people contact me, I had someone call me, I guess about six or seven months ago, and they say, hey, Brother Doug, this person saying something about you or did something about you. And I'm like, listen, man, that's not my problem. They're talking to you. Yep. 
And I can't, I can't live that life, you know, because it's too easy. The more I serve God, the more the devil hates me. The more I try to do, and and I'm not coming off as a martyr. I'm not coming off as some great servant because I'm not. But I'm telling you that any one of us are subject to the wiles of the devil. Any one of, every one of us is in the target of the devil. So understand that today. This is warfare. We are in spiritual warfare uh, with the darkness of this world. And, uh, you know, the, the dark one, the devil, uh, old Beelzebub there, he wants to steal your joy. He wants to ruin your relationships. He wants to ruin your work habits. He wants to mess up your family. And the only thing he has going for him are lies, half-truths, innuendo, um, you know, accusations, people talking behind your back, and things of that nature. And if we fall into that battle, we're going to be so busy in that battle trying to run around and figure out who's saying what to whom that before you know it, we can be in a bad place, Kevin. Before you know it, we can be stuck in a battle when the war's already been won. Yeah, yeah. Our master takes it very seriously, doesn't he? When someone accuses us, if we're unjustly accused. Now, the Bible does say, don't don't suffer or don't be accused for, you know, as a murderer, as a thief, as an evildoer, as a busybody in other men's matters. But when we're in the right, God takes it serious. And brother, I'm just thinking right now, you and I have both been through a little bit uh, yeah. by, 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 I can think of a couple people that we have in common that, that uh, have unjustly accused us. They hate us but, equally, brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's simply because, you know, we're like Nehemiah and Ezra, maybe, you know, we're trying to do something for God and there's a Sam Ballot and a Tobiah and a Geshem the Arabian out there saying, you know, what will they do? Uh Oh, they're still not quitting. Okay. Uh, we're going to come in the night and kill you. Uh, you know, there's just so many different attacks, but like you said, we serve a, a God that's bigger praise the Lord than all that. Our God is bigger than their God. So I guess folks, if we walk away with anything today, we need to walk away understanding that God does not take accusations made against you, uh, and, and just let them slide. Uh, you know, there, there's a payment to pay. These people are miserable. I've never met anybody more miserable than a person who's outside the will of God. Let me be clear on that. And, and, you know, just as the dark one, you know, builds up his army of people to badmouth people and talk about people, we need to find ourselves in church prayer groups, mentor groups, uh, and, and just be dealing with this at that spiritual level, trusting God and boy, God will take care of you. You know, folks, it's a great honor that we get to come together as a community and talk through the Bible like this. And we sure hope you're doing well. We're praying for you. Don't let those accusations bring you down today. We're one of those smiles that only God can give. And when those memories show up, I mean, just start quoting the Bible. The devil doesn't know what to do with that. And, uh, and look forward to tomorrow, the next day, serve God, be the kind of parent you always wanted to be, be the kind of mother or wife or husband or father, son, brother, sister, daughter. I don't know. Be that one, be it for God. We sure do love you. We look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, 
Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.